Hi, this is Marion. I just finished coaching with Heather, and I can't recommend it enough. I'm 74, and after 60 years of yo-yo dieting, I'm on my way to freedom from diet culture and beating myself up. Heather helped me to put God in charge, to forgive myself, and finally to make peace with food. I also made some great friends. You're not too old to be free. Marion, thanks so much for that testimony. It was a joy to work with you. I remember that first email you sent me saying, am I too old to do coaching? And I said, no way. And I'm so glad you went for it. I hope you'll inspire others to do the same. Group coaching starts in September. Drop me an email, heather at comparedtohu.me. I'd love the chance to work with you. Hey friend, Heather Creekmore here. Today we are talking about dreams, ideals, goals we have for our lives that can sometimes get in the way of our contentment. And this is one of the biggest things I encounter when I'm coaching women one-on-one is that there's a struggle between their real life and the life that they believed they would have. So I recorded this episode actually for you last month. And last night I was on Instagram and I stumbled upon this Paul Tripp story slash teaching on his page. And he talks about how a dream is imagination coupled with desire and projected into the future. But he also talks about how we have a tendency as dreamers, but also as worshipers to have our dreams kind of co-opted by the fall. And he uses a verse from James, James 1, 14 to 15. He says, but each person is tempted when he is lured and enticed by his own desire. Then desire, when it has conceived, gives birth to sin and sin, when it is fully grown, brings forth death. And then he tells the story of Fred, and I'm going to change it to Franny because my audience is mostly female, but I'll summarize it for you. He talks about how Franny grew up poor and didn't know what it meant to succeed, but knew someday she would be successful. And she began to play and replay this video in her imagination of promotions, the houses she would buy, the community she would live in, the vacation her family would be able to afford if she achieved the success that she longed for. But what happened eventually is that this success became an idol. It became her identity, her purpose, her well-being, her contentment, her satisfaction. It was all connected to this dream that she had for her life. And although it started off noble, It turned into sin. It turned into an idolatry issue. So how do we get rid of these dream idols? And how do we find the dreams that God has for us? Because he does have good plans for us. Great things planned for us, the scripture tells us. But how do we let go of the idols and cling on to what God has for us? There's a process in there called grieving. And that's where we're going today. Hey, if this episode touches you, tell a friend about it. Shoot it in a text message to a friend. She may need this encouragement too. Okay, here we go. (music) 
Welcome to Compare to Who, the podcast to help you make peace with your body so you can savor God's rest and feel His love. If you're tired of fighting body image the world's way, Compare to Who is the show for you. You've likely heard lots of talk about loving your body, but my goal is different. Striving to fall in love with stretch marks and cellulite is a little silly to me. Instead, I want to encourage you and remind you with the truth of Scripture that you are seen, you are known, and you are loved no matter what your size or shape. Here, the pressure is off. If you're looking for real talk, biblical encouragement, and regular reminders that God loves you and you're not alone, you've come to the right place. I hope you enjoy today's show and hey, tell a friend about it. Hey there, friends. So years ago, I wrote a blog post called Stop Blaming Cinderella. (laughs) Okay. And it was really about just coming to grips with the fact that life isn't a fairy tale. Now, I know a lot of you listening are like, my life has never been a fairy tale. (laughs) Like, how could you even think that? But I think in most of our hearts, probably when we're little kids, (laughs) right? This is when this forms. We aspire for more. We have this deep, deep desire that life would be better, that there would be something more, something better out there. And we kind of believe that when we become adults, then maybe we can make it all happen in the way that we hoped or dreamed it would happen because then we'll have more control, right? As children, we don't, they're kind of powerless, right? We don't have the money. We don't have the capacity to change things. We kind of just have to live with whatever situation we're in. But we hold on to this dream that someday when I'm old enough, someday when I'm big enough, I'm going to make a life for me that's going to be everything I hoped it would be. And so, although it may sound cliche, I kind of called this like the Cinderella dream, the Cinderella complex. But there's a song, I think it's from the 90s by the Wallflowers that I always really liked. And it's called One Headlight. And it's about, I don't know, I I probably didn't even know the song was called One Headlight. I probably would have told you it was called Me and Cinderella. (laughs) That's why it's stuck in my head. But I've always liked this song because it resonated with the part of me that recognized that I was going to have to give up this Cinderella fantasy if I wanted to really enjoy my life. And again, let me clarify, I don't mean that I really thought I was going to marry Prince Charming and live in a castle, but it's it's so subtle, right? It's just, it's just that I thought it would be a little better, right? I thought it would be a little smoother. I thought it would be a little easier. I just didn't know life was going to be as hard as it actually is. And so anyway, this song, you know, probably never heard me <laughs> quote a wallflower song in the compared to podcast. But I looked it up today just out of curiosity, like, oh, what does this actually say? And then I looked up what did he mean it to say the guy who wrote it? Like, what was he trying to say in writing this song? And it was written by um, Dylan Jacob. And I'll just read for you a couple of the lyrics here. He said, so long ago, I don't remember when. That's when they said I lost my only friend. Well, they said she died easy of a broke heart disease as I listened through the cemetery trees. I seen the sun coming up at the funeral at dawn with a long broken arm of human law. Now it always seems such a waste. She always had a pretty face. I wondered why she hung around this place. And as I researched what he meant by this, 
the writer of the song was actually talking about the death of ideas, the death of dreams, not actually the death of a person, but the death of an ideal. And then the song goes on to say, me and Cinderella, we put it all together. We can drive it home with one headlight. She said, it's cold. It feels like Independence Day, and I can't break away from this parade. But there's got to be an opening somewhere here in front of me through this maze of ugliness and greed. And I've seen the sign up ahead at the county line bridge saying, all is good and nothingness is dead. We run until she's out of breath. She ran until there's nothing left. She hit the end, just her window ledge. Oh, and as I read this, I think of how hard we try to chase our ideals. In some ways, figuratively, how hard we try to chase Cinderella, right? How hard we try to chase that dream of someday we'll be pretty enough. Someday we'll be thin enough. Someday we'll look good enough. But friends, in this song, the writer of the song just nails it. And I don't think he's trying to make a spiritual point necessarily, but I think he experiences what every one of us experiences, that someday we wake up and we realize we've been chasing so hard, running so fast after nothing. We run and she run until she's out of breath. She ran until there's nothing left. She hit the end, but it's just her window ledge right? We can't break away from this parade. It feels like Independence Day, like there's an opening right in front of me. And that's, that's it, right? Those are all of the things we wrestle with, right? It's like, oh, the dream is so close. And yet so far, if I could just do this and this and this, and then I would have the dream. And yet I can never seem to be able to do this, this and this, right? I'm going to do a, a show later this month on like how body image issues can feel like you're in an escape room. <laughs> okay. Right. It's like, oh, if I could just get the magic combination, like I write about and compare to who, right? If I could just get it all together, then everything else would fall into place. My friend, that's not a promise from Jesus. That's a promise from the world, right? That's a promise of the idols that tell us, hey, just keep working to be more like me and then all your dreams will come true. And so my coaching tip for you today is that you actually have to grieve the loss of happily ever after. Now, let me be clear. There is a happily ever after. If you're a follower and believer of Jesus Christ, you have a happily ever after in heaven. And my friend, that's going to last for all of eternity. And no matter what we go through on this earth, in fact, I love the saying that says this earth is the only hell you're ever going to experience if you're a Christian, right? But whatever we go through on this earth, we can know that that happily ever after with Jesus awaits us. But there's not the happily ever after that our heart longs for here on this planet. Because I think the way we were wired, the way we were created, the way we were designed is to long for the happily ever after of being with Jesus, our soul being satisfied in heaven forever. And so when we have these ideals, when we create these idols of things that we think will bring us heaven on earth, we are always disappointed. Always, always, always right? And it's interesting. I don't think this man who wrote this wallflower song is a believer. I don't think he's a Christian, but even an unbeliever can recognize the tragedy of holding on to a way of thinking, holding on to a way of believing and recognizing that it's just not reality. And what do you do when that happens? 
you have to grieve the death of it. It's just like grieving the death of a friend. (laughs) It's just like grieving the death of a loved one. You have to let your heart go through all the stages of grief and really let it die. Okay, what are the stages of grief? Well, there's some bargaining involved, right? Like if I had, if I could, you know, maybe they wouldn't have, right? There's anger, right? I love it when my clients just get mad. They're mad that they've been lied to. They're mad that diet culture promised them all these things and it never delivered. They're mad that they lost the weight and they still don't feel good enough. They're mad at the lie. And oh, that's so healthy, so healthy, but it's only one of the stages of grief, right? There's sadness involved with grieving, maybe even full-blown depression, right? Because it is pretty devastating to stop and recognize that maybe you've been chasing the dream that skinny would make everything better in your life for 20 years or 30 years or 40 years. And I know even for me, there was a certain degree of, I'm really sad about all that time I wasted. So there's maybe a touch of depression. Maybe there's denial. Oh yeah. Like this one happens a lot with coaching clients at first, right? Cause they're like, Oh, I hear you that I need to grieve but I don't have a problem. That's not really a problem, Heather. Yeah. Oh, it's not really an idol for me. Oh, it's not. I am very realistic. I know that I don't, I wouldn't have a perfect life even if I changed the way my body looked. Oh, Heather. No, no, no. That's not me. (laughs) And I have to, in some cases, push and push and push. Like I try to do it gently and graciously, but push through those lies, those denials to say, okay, but wait, what is really under here? What is really under here? What do you really believe? And then through the, through the denial, through the anger, through the bargaining, through the depression, then you get to a place of acceptance. And we'll talk about that right after this break. Hey friend, are you sick and tired of stressing over your body? Are you to the point where you are ready to do something? Okay, you've tried all the diets. You've tried all the wellness programs. You've tried all the exercise programs. And you still aren't comfortable in your own skin. My friend, we need to work together. Now, let me be clear. This isn't a magic pill you're going to take. It's not another diet. But in my group coaching sessions, I try to put you on a path to freedom that you can continue to walk for the rest of your life. We have such a great time in group coaching. I bring women together and hopefully in a lot of cases, they've been able to stay friends after the group sessions are over. So you leave group coaching, not with just with a renewed sense of who you are in Christ and how to overcome your body image issues, but also with friends to walk along beside you as you continue to walk this path going forward. I hope you'll consider group coaching. If you want to know more, go to compare and go to the coaching tab and you can find out all about it. Sessions start in September. So sign up soon. I know it's going to fill up. So head on over to compare look for the coaching tab and sign up today. I'm excited for the chance to work with you. So we were talking about the stages of grief. 
and what it really means to process the death, to grieve the dream, right? What does it really mean to grieve your ideals? And so when I coach clients, there's a couple different ways this plays out. Sometimes it's grieving the death of their ideal body. And in The Burden of Better, I talk about how our ideals become our idols. So if that's a new concept to you, go grab a copy of The Burden of Better and read it this summer. Okay, make that number one on your summer reading list. But maybe it's it's the death of the dream that you're ever going to have your ideal body. For some of you, it may be because you've just finally come to the place of recognizing that no matter what you do, you can't really change your body shape all that much. Or maybe it's grieving another dream, like the dream of a perfect marriage. This is one that I talk to women about a lot too. Because a lot of us go into marriage believing and hoping that our husband will only have eyes for us, that it will be not fully a Cinderella story, but a Cinderella story in the purest sense, in that the prince will be so enamored with our beauty that he won't even be tempted to look around at anyone else's. But then what happens is we marry a real man. And real men, we're wired to notice other women's beauty, right? And and it takes a lot of spiritual discipline, a lot of help from the Holy Spirit, I think, for a man who's following Jesus to keep his eyes focused only on his wife. I don't think that's an easy thing for a man. And quite frankly, it's a hard thing for a lot of women, too. But it hurts. Facing the reality that your husband might think someone else is attractive or beautiful, oh, that stings. And it kind of goes against that little girl fantasy that I had. I don't know, maybe you had it too, where I thought someday I would grow up and get married and my husband would only notice me. (laughs) Ah, Now, I do believe my husband's working towards that. I do believe that's his heart's desire, but he's also human. And some of you have experienced this in even deeper, more hurtful ways where Maybe you've watched your husband fall into the trap of pornography or actually have an affair and you've walked through that together. Ah, it's hard. But the only way you can come to a place of forgiveness and come to a place where you can rebuild and, and really fall in love with the man that you actually married instead of the idea of a man or the idea of the man you married, the only way you can really strengthen and grow your real marriage is to grieve the loss of your fantasy marriage. Because your fantasy marriage, my friend, even though it may sting that it didn't come out that way, it was never going to happen that way. It just wasn't attainable. It wasn't reality. It was just a fantasy. And so whether it's your body, whether it's your marriage, maybe it's something else in your life. I mean, maybe you always saw yourself like as a career person and now you're a stay-at-home mom and just super confused about that. Or maybe it's vice versa. Maybe you really long to be a stay-at-home mom and that's what you saw for yourself. That's what you saw for your life. That was your ideal. And instead, you find yourself like I was single and 30 and still working 
I'm wondering, will I ever get married? Will I ever find a man? I'm not looking for Prince Charming. I'm just looking for someone to go out on a date with, right? It takes grieving our ideals to accept our real life and to be able to walk in what God has for us. Oh, we have to walk through those stages of grief with these dreams and plans we had for ourselves. Surrender them. And again, let me, let me put this in different language, right? Our ideals are our idols. So if you've made an idol out of success or an idol out of having a family or an idol out of being married or an idol out of having a certain marriage or an idol out of having a certain body or an idol out of weighing a certain amount or an idol out of looking a certain like amount of put together or an idol out of looking cute or an idol out of being admired for how great you look, right? These are all idols. These ideals are idols that we have to put to death and when we put something to death, <laughs> we have to grieve the loss. So my coaching tip for you today is to ask yourself the question, what ideals am I still chasing? What are these idols that I'm still chasing? And what do I need to grieve? What loss am I not acknowledging? Where in my life am I still hoping for a Cinderella fantasy? Where am I not being honest with myself <laughs> about what idols or ideals still exist that I need to put to death and grieve? That's my coaching tip for you today, my friend. I hope this is helpful. And more so, I hope that some part of this has helped you stop comparing and start living because God has a good plan for your life. He's not surprised at where you are right now. So trust him that if you grieve your idols, if you grieve your ideals, he will be faithful to grow and bloom and sprout something new and something beautiful in its place. That's all for today's show. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Before you go, if something from today's show blessed you, may I ask a huge favor? Leave a review on your favorite platform. Seeing your five-star reviews is a huge encouragement to me. Not sure how to do it? You can go to comparetohu.me slash podcast, scroll to the bottom, and you'll find all the information. And while you're at comparetohu.me, check out some of the more than 500 articles on there about body image, comparison, all the things you're thinking about. Plus, you can find out more about my books, or you can grab a time for a free 10-minute call to see if coaching is right for you. I'm so honored to be a part of your journey out of body image and comparison frustration. And I can't wait to hear how God is working to set you free. The Compare To Podcast is part of the Spark Media Network, now available on the Edify Podcast.
podcast app. Grab the Edify app in your Google Play store or on the Apple Podcasts app. You will be so glad you did. Hey, friend, would you check out the date on that episode you just listened to? Yeah, it's been a minute. Listening to old podcasts is almost like reading my diary from several years ago. In some cases, it's even a little embarrassing. So instead of listening straight through season by season, can I encourage you to skip ahead? I release brand new episodes every Tuesday and Friday. And if you're not sure where to start, you can go to improvebodyimage.com, find the Start Here button, and I've got several episodes listed and categorized so you can find the topics that are of most interest to you. Your time is valuable, so skip straight to the good stuff. I'm glad you're here. Thanks for letting me be a part of your body image and food freedom journey. Hello, this is Dr. Doug Grotheis, host of Truth Tribe, where we seek the truth through reason and evidence about what matters most. And we are not tribal since truth is for everyone. Please join me at the Truth Tribe as I discuss the reasons for Christian faith, the Christian worldview, and moral issues such as abortion and gender ideology. To listen now, go to lifeaudio.com or search Truth Tribe on your favorite podcast app.